Good evening. Speak, friend, and enter the Bag End Book Club. I'm Nora, and I'm joined by M. Uh, last time. Get the fuck out after this. Jackson. It, that's it. No more Bag End Book Club. And Autumn. I just logged the Silmarillion on Goodreads. Felt fucking great. <laughs> I like less. I like half of you half as well as I should like, and I like the other half of you half as well as you deserve. Whatever. First of all, shut the fuck up. You didn't do that right. I know I didn't. I didn't know it. Second I was doing of all, it off top of my head. your friends. Yeah, it's still true. No, it's not. <laughs> you don't know. Where does the half come down? Which of us do you half like and half hate? Jackson, probably. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, so which of us do you not like between me and Autumn? <laughs> oh, Autumn. Let's let's beef with Autumn. That'd be funny. <laughs> when we started the podcast, did you think the Queen would still be alive when we finished the podcast? I didn't give any thoughts to the Queen. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to be honest. I didn't give one way or the other a thought to whether the Queen would be alive. I didn't realize it would be this big a fucking deal. I'm not going to. I'm not going to lie about it. I thought we were like, oh yeah, you know, we the state's going through it, but it, they're largely symbolic, so it wouldn't completely ground the entire country to a halt. But it, the it, literal it has. return of the king happened to you. <laughs> but he didn't I, I would even not say the literal sword. return of the king. He doesn't even have a crown yet. Does he have a sword? Probably some ceremonial piece of shit sword, yeah. <laughs> I actually don't. I don't. I don't, I don't know. I don't know shit about the monarchy. Why would I know what the like actual traditions of the British monarchy are? You live there. We don't. And I just assumed you would have got it through cultural osmosis. But I guess I don't no. know who like the thirteenth president was. So sure, yeah. But the thirteenth president isn't the one that just started. Well, yeah, You're but like I don't know. But you, you, I mean, I couldn't name the Supreme Court. Isn't the 13th yeah. president? Okay, I thought it was Abraham Lincoln. No, he's 16th, isn't he? Yeah. I knew that James K. Park was the 11th president because they say that in the song by They Might Be Giants. Oh my god. We need to do this. I, I, I'm leaving in 30 minutes whether we're ready or not. James K. Polk was the president for whom the uh, school in Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide was named. The Calabath. Developed by Lord British. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Great posting, Great posting. Remember when I was like, we know all this. We're going to read it again, I guess. But we know all this. I was right. We knew all this. We knew all yeah, this. Yeah, we got two books. We knew. We know. We know one of them half as much as we should. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's get into them. Okay. So after uh, Morgoth fucking eats it. Um. One of Arundel's sons decides to become a man, and um, he founds him and the Dunedain, which are the people who fought, uh, the men who fought alongside Valar, are given Numenor, and it's like an island out in the Western Sea, and it's beautiful, and they fuck it up. Um, how do they fuck it up, you might ask? Well, they get really sick of this whole dying thing, and they think, well, maybe we could go to the, um, maybe we could go to Valinor, and we could just not die anymore. That would be sick. Uh, and the Valar, like, that's not, that is not part of the deal. That is not what anybody agreed to, and, uh, I'm sorry, but we're gonna fuck your not shit up. Not only, <laughs> not only is it not part of the deal, but it also wouldn't work. It wouldn't work! The doom is upon you, not upon your name slash the land. Yeah. 
It's not like I feel bad about it, I guess, but it's not really something we can we can adjust. We don't have the fucking config file over here. It was a it uh, was a gift that was given to you. Look, all the elves are fucking sad. The elves are like, "Hey, don't you think we wish we could die?" And then the humans are like, "That that's not a good argument cuz we're going to die." Mm-hmm. I'm on the human side here, but uh it it doesn't accomplish anything. It is a bad idea. <laughs> It, the- it, I wouldn't say it accomplishes nothing. I'm on the Valar side I mean, it doesn't... It. Let me finish summarizing. <laughs> <laughs> she, okay. She swatted okay. at me like I was a fucking cat. Poking my nose into something. Anyway, so there is a guy. Um, he's the king. He fucks it up for everybody. Meanwhile, um, his brother is like... Um, loyal to the elves and to the Valar. Um, that guy, you might remember his name is Elendil. Um, Elendil sails away from Numenor with Isildur and his other son, who's less important. Um, and uh, they go to Middle-earth and they make a new kingdom and it's pretty chill. It's not as good as Numenor was, but the things are all right. I forgot to mention the whole Sauron thing, didn't I? Part yeah. of the reason... They literally... <laughs> Also, what happened to Numenor, Autumn? <laughs> well, I jumped ahead. We know all this. <laughs> we know all this. The, the thing here that's interesting, they literally, like, Sauron's, like, marshalling power, and they march all the way mm. up to Barad-dur in Mordor, and Sauron just gives up. And is like, yeah, sure, you know, I, I guess I'm evil. I'll come with you guys. Yeah. And then he, like, he corrupts the men into, like, you know, if you went to Valinor, they'd make you immortal. You know, they keep, you know... The, the elves are keeping all the immortality for themselves. Why shouldn't you be immortal? Um, and the men are like, yeah, that's so right, Sauron. We should believe everything you say, even though we did roll up on you like 20 years ago to like fuck your shit up because we knew you were evil. Uh, let's listen to you this time. <laughs> it's the thing he's good at. Yeah. Like, that's his whole thing. He he is. Sauron spends most of the Second Age like going around like he goes to Gil-galad, the king of the elves, and he's like, Hey, I could like give you gifts, and Gilgalad is like, "No, you're evil." <laughs> but then he goes to Celebrimbor. He's like, "I've got gifts for you," and Celebrimbor is like, "Ooh, give me, give me, give me," and they make some rings. Um, those will come up later. Um, <laughs> this is like what uh, Sauron spends the Second Age doing. So when Numenor falls, he falls with it, but he's a Maiar, so he's mostly fine. Um, He's I mean, he loses somewhat. his form. He's not yeah. that fine. <laughs> but he's got the ring. He's got the ring at this point, right? Yeah. So he'll be fine. Oh uh, yeah, he did. He did not take it with him. Is the thing. Yeah. So the thing, he, when he went to Numenor, he left the ring. He was like, "I'm not. I'm not bringing that." Imagine yeah. if he had brought it, though. I believe that's correct. It would have solved a lot of problems if he brought the ring with him, <laughs> or, or made a lot of problems worse. I don't know. Anyway, so. He, uh, Sauron falls with Numenor, um, Elendil and, um, Isildur and his son make some kingdoms in Middle-earth, and Gil-galad is like, I love you guys, you guys are great, you were, like, you know, loyal to the Valar, I'll set you up, we'll build you some towers, um, they build Gondor, it's sick as hell, um, and gradually over the years, the power of, of Gondor and Arnor, um, wanes and <clears throat> Sauron um, makes his way back to Mordor over the course of years uh, and reestablishes his power there 
and um, eventually um, Elendil and Gilgalad and Círdan, the shipwright, and Elrond and everybody gets a, you know, they get a big army together and they go knock on Sauron's door uh, for seven years. There's a siege. <laughs> they keep knocking on it for seven years. <laughs> <laughs> and eventually Sauron... <laughs> does the Thanos I'll do it myself and he does it himself and he fucking dies you you might remember this from the first 10 minutes of the film Fellowship of the Ring <laughs> they really we should have, have explained that it was seven years that they were just kind of camped out in Mordor there's a lot of like time skips that are unclear in Fellowship <laughs> yes in the it really changes the entire dynamic of the the like Sauron one ring situation mm-hmm because that prologue just makes it seem like they walked up there and uh <laughs> he was like nope <laughs> it also makes it makes some more sense that Isildur, is keep, Isildur keeps the ring when like everyone he knows died and he spent almost a decade camped out in front of this fucking tower waiting for him to come down he's like i better have uh, something yeah. to fucking show for this yes <laughs> and also like the, the the famous visual of him being literally holding it over the flame that doesn't happen right like yeah, he's just it, it, yeah it's, it's, it's more just general Elrond's like we should probably do get rid of it and he's like nah and then Elrond's like okay well i don't think that's the right idea but they're not <laughs> at the volcano like debating throw it in <laughs> no he's like taking counsel and making the bad choice right yeah um you were gonna say something nora no okay um <laughs> i think that's the end of the acalabeth right yeah basically we're done with that that's all stuff we knew. You, uh, yeah. I mean, that's the end of the. The Calibeth stops at the fall of Numenor, doesn't it? Oh, yes. Does it? The, the, of the Rings oh. of Power starts goes like goes into the Last Alliance. Okay, well then I'll just roll into summarizing the rest of that <laughs> chapter, um, which you'll largely remember from reading the Lord of the Rings. Um, Will you? <laughs> the Lord of the Rings happens in like the second to last page. Well, yeah, there's not because this is mostly about like the rings themselves and the the last alliance. And the Astari this- come in and they get ri- like Gandalf gets a ring and yeah, the wizards really, fuck off. We, we, we're talking about how we know this, but I actually really like this. It's like a reframing of what history notices. Yes, oh, like yeah, totally. hobbits not present in this story. No, no, no. Yeah. Um. So uh, this chapter largely frames it from the point of view of like men, basically. And it talks about, you know, um, Isildur's line, um, you know, goes unbroken from father to son. Meanwhile, the line that reigns in Gondor, like, gets kind of sundered and, and over the years and eventually the stewards come in and everything just kind of like gradually sucks and gets worse. But on a slow enough, like, timeline that men... Don't always perceive how things are getting worse over the years. Uh, I feel like I'm living in that. <laughs> <laughs> and then Gandalf and Sar- uh, Saruman show up, and Saruman's like, "Ooh, what if I had the One Ring?" And Gandalf, you know, does Gandalf things. Um, you know, takes counsel with the wise and doesn't make allegiances and won't. He will arrive precisely when he means to. You know, sovereign citizen Gandalf. <laughs> Um, and eventually, um, you know, Gandalf says, oh, well, you know, the weak will, uh, do stuff when the wise don't, um, and the weak indeed hide the ring away for many long years, i.e. Gollum hides it under a mountain, 
and then it comes into the possession of Bilbo, and then Frodo throws it into the fire, and yeah, hobbits barely in the story, even though they're the most important part. <laughs> Yeah, I mentioned them, but we got this incredible paragraph. In the last battle were Mithrandir, and the sons of Elrond, and the king of Rohan, and lords of Gondor, and the heir of Isildur with the Dúnedain of the north. There at last they looked upon death and defeat, and all of their valor was in vain, for Sauron was too strong. Yet in that hour was the proof in which Mithrand, uh, the Mithrandir had spoken, and help came from the hands of the weak when the wise faltered. For as many songs have since sung, it was the Periniath, the little people, dwellers in hillsides and meadows, that brought them deliverance. Oh, it's so fucking good. Don't, ask, rings, don't ask what that was. Went. No one cares. No one remembers. <laughs> what the the, the paranoia? Yeah. <laughs> so, I have several questions prompted by the way things are described in these chapters. Sure. Uh huh. So, I guess one that we've kind of mentioned before. What's up with dwarves? What about them? They can't really be controlled through the rings of power. Well, yeah, they're weird guys. They're weird because, like, they weren't, like, Iluitar didn't make them, and so they don't play by the same rules, kind of, that everybody else plays by, it feels like. They can't become wraiths. Yeah. Nope. So no, they, they just get they just get greedier, and uh, bad things happen to their gold when rings <laughs> exist, right? Right. What if dwarves turn into dragons? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, I mean, that's not stupid. supported by any of the lore, but if you want to write a story, feel free. Most things aren't supported by the lore. <laughs> Second question. Where did hobbits come from? Uh, you should read Concerning Hobbits. Um, it is the prologue to The Lord of the Rings. <laughs> okay, smart guy. Tell me where hobbits came from. Well, that chapter sort of makes clear that their like origins are vague and like undocumented because hobbits for a long time did not keep histories like this. And hobbits also went unnoticed by, um, you know... Elves yes, but I think Nora's asking the more people. elemental question of if humans and elves were sung of in the Saga of Iluvatar, where, when did people sneak elves in? Hobbits. And uh, the answer is, or sorry, hobbits. And the answer is a lot of mysteries, I guess, exist now. So, yeah, my question <laughs> outside of the text uh-huh. that you've given is uh-huh. where did hobbits come from? <laughs> and my, my answer to that is... J.R.R. Tolkien, which is like an unsatisfactory answer, but like, I think he's a. I think in the course of his work, he like introduced a mystery purposefully. I mean, Uh, I don't know if it's um. The thing is, the Silmarillion is a is an archive of elvish history passed down to from elves to mm -hmm. men presented to us, and even in that, there's like. Well, we made we sung the song, and there was all the Maiar and the uh, Einar, and then we all went down to the planet, and we, we sung about elves and men. We went down the planet, and then you know some dwarves happened, some ants happened, things got really fucking weird, um, and then new people showed up. Also on top of that, like clearly it's just an imperfect history. I don't think you're meant to read the um, whatever the the first little book is. I don't uh, as like. This is every. It's not a fundamentalist text in the way that like people read the Bible as literal, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm just wondering, like, were there evil hobbits who like? I mean, we 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 we've met evil hobbits. There's lots of them. Lots. I of mean, them? like. Ho- Hobbits are just men. They're like, like they're halflings, right? Like they're not, they're not fundamentally different from men in the way that elves are. They are mortal, 
they 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 have like different histories, but they are like smaller men with their own culture. They work like men. They have lifespans like men. They have cultures like men. But, I've always taken them to just be like, but you know, I've I've, ne- I've never thought there's like they're formally separated in the the song of of existence as like a different thing. But it's like a spectrum of stuff. Super long lifespan compared to humans. Frodo so did humans 40. for a while. Yeah, like yeah, that stuff's all. But they, they also and they don't have, have as long life years, which humans don't have. They don't have as long lifespans as um, uh, the like men of Numenor, though. I don't know. Elijah Wood is supposed to be forty in that movie. I don't know. The, uh, the men of Numenor lived like five hundred at the time. At yeah, the yeah. The, old, the, the oldest one was five hundred. The old took it lives to like a hundred and thirty some, which is like a normal human lifespan. Well, like a little longer, uh, but, yeah, yes. but like you know, yeah. You'd be like, damn, that bitch old. Oh, sure, but there are people who live that long in the world. 130 years? No, there's not. Well, the not... oldest... Like the oldest, oldest living person on record... I think 120. I think 120 okay. is, is as far as we've got. But yes, I understand what you mean. That is not, yeah. like, outlandish yeah, yeah. amounts. Um, 122 is the current record. Oldest living person. Or not currently living, but, like, you know... I was just, There's someone who's 118 right now. Like, I was just thinking about, like, the, the huge swaths of history where it's just like, and in the South and East, there were evil men. It's like, okay, yeah. were there also evil hobbits? And it mentions yeah, there's the, evil everybody. The, there was a little bit of everybody on both sides of the big fight with Sauron, hmm. but the very few dwarves were on either side. So one... Again, what's up with the dwarves? What are they up to? Mm-hmm. And two, where are the evil dwarves? What are they like? Dwarves are minding their own damn business. I assume the difference between because we talk about like Mim and the uh, petty dwarves, like evil dwarves and good dwarves are basically just the same. They're mostly minding their own business, being selfish. Mm-hmm. Just where that falls is like really dependent on who's telling the story. But right. the reason there aren't other hobbits in other places is because the hobbits are defined from like. Hobbits are defined from being from the Shire. Like, I assume there are other halflings that are in other places, but like, all hobbits are in the Shire. That's where they like formed their culture. That's that's where the like word comes from. I assume. Um, if 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 there was a, then another story about another like st- civilization of uh, halflings in another place, I assume that would just be a different thing. Then they they could be evil. Like, I don't know. I don't think about it too much. I just consider them all part of the broad spectrum of like. Mm-hmm. Fancy mm-hmm. uh, men, I guess. Any more questions? Why did you say that mockingly? I was not saying it mockingly. I was prompting discussion. Are hobbits men leads to a million debates. Everyone is like, <laughs> okay, so if men come from Numenor, like how do the hobbits... So this is... Tolkien fans have been having this exact argument along these lines seemingly for 50 years. <laughs> If you're out there and you have had these arguments for not 50 years, but in the past, tell me what the, like, consensus is. What do most people say when you say, where do hobbits come from, slash, are hobbits men? What's, like, the the default, like, stance? The other thing you bump into here, one, like Emma was saying, is that, like, in the text, this is, like, the history as written by the elves passed down to the men. Um, and, like, we know from the Red Book of Westmarch that, like, the hobbits don't know their own history that great. The other thing that happening here is that, like, 
Tolkien didn't finish the Silmarillion in his lifetime. I don't know that he thought of, like, the Silmarillion as a thing that could be finished. I think he just, like, kept adding and adding and adding stuff, you know? I mean, like, the Silmarillion as published is, like, a collection of uh, different, like, kind of unrelated texts that Christopher Tolkien had around. But the Silmarillion as, like, a name and a book was a thing he was trying to finish. It wasn't, like... Okay. Create a post because, like, originally before he wrote Lord of the Rings, he tried to make the Silmarillion uh, after the Hobbit, and uh, the publishers were like, "Can we have a normal book, please?" <laughs> he says, "Fine, I guess I can write Lord of the Rings." <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I had never considered the uh, Hobbits as like a subgroup of men, but it. But I guess that is like the most logical way of reading it if you care about yeah. demarcations. Because they have all of the men things and none of the other guy things. They die. That's the big thing, is that they die. Yeah. Well, in Lord of the Rings, everyone dies. (laughs) Sure, but they die. They don't have the obvious, like, there's obvious signifiers of dwarves Mm -hmm. and that they're like, you know, they have their secret histories and they maybe reincarnate and uh, Mm -hmm. they don't have discernible gender, supposedly, and stuff like that, you know? Like, it's, it's unique among hobbits that, like, Frodo sails west. Well, not completely unique, because I guess Sam also does. Bilbo. But yeah, but that's unique around and among Bilbo. men and men. Like, yes. no yeah. one sails west. Yeah, there's three hobbits that go west. Do you, There are more... Let's consider for a moment that hobbits are separate from men. There are more hobbits that go west than men, right? For I believe that's true. For men, it's just the one guy. Is it? Is it Turin who goes mm-hmm. west? There's Turin's allowed to go west, and... Um, Yaren Dill's in the sky, and he's he's a yeah. man, There's right? There's a guy who went west on his own and uh, never showed up again. Yeah. He probably died. <laughs> that but... guy just died, I bet. <laughs> um, why did I think that Numenor was where... Well, Mordor was where Numenor used to be? I, I have know. no idea, because that's never been true. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got fucked up. Because um, I had a moment... I was on Tolkien Gateway, and I was like, which one's Gil-Galad? Oh, right. He's the king of the Noldor. Right. Okay. Cool. He's in the TV show. He's in the TV show. But there's a moment where I was looking, I was reading Gil-Galad's wiki page, and it's like, first stage, something, 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 Minas Tirith, something, something. And I'm like, Minas Tirith? What? And then I hovered over the, it. Yeah, the it says, other Minas Tirith. <laughs> it says parentheses Balerion. I'm like, right, there's another Minas Tirith. <laughs> Yeah, because the humans make their cities in the shape of the elf cities of old, just like everything in America is named after something in Europe. New Hampshire, New England. Exactly. <laughs> New York. I'm looking at the, like, on the Undying Land wiki page, trying to see who, how, who what, what's the exact record of, of named characters that went west. Uh, and it just has this incredible note, which is, it is unknown how Mamwe took the Gim- Gimli's arrival. <laughs> <laughs> I also, uh, I would love to know how Manwe took the Gimli's arrival. I assume everyone loves Gimli, actually. Let's hope so. Gimli and Legolas are on the last ship with Círdan, right? No. They, they, uh, Legolas builds his own ship and sails alone with Gimli as the gay. implication. Yeah. Homosexual, gay. Gay. Yes. Círdan is the last guy. Like, yeah. That's the last ship. So El- yeah. uh, uh, Legolas and Gimli, they have to make their own ship. Right. That's it. They're like fucking Disco Elysium into, <laughs> yes, into the absolutely. other <laughs> Which one Incredible. is holding the boombox and which one is in front of the ship? <laughs> 
Uh, I mean, hmm. I think I think Gimli's in the back and Legolas is holding the boombox. <laughs> I know you'd think it would go the other way, but uh, I just 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 sitting on it. That's how that's how I'm saying. I love this. I love this for them. <laughs> I have spent 29 years thinking that dwarves were dumb in fantasy stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's because people make dwarves weird. Yeah. I like the dwarves in Lord of the Rings a lot more than, like, generic fantasy dwarves. D&D dwarves. It's funny cause, yeah. uh, because I, my main interface with fantasy is Tolkien, uh, I've always just thought dwarves are the fucking coolest dudes in the world. And I don't, like, I'm like, eh, animals are fine, but fucking dwarves are where it's at. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, by the time you get to the the you know warcraft there's like six levels removed and ripping off dnd mm. you know yeah uh they're just like the shitty digging guys yeah <laughs> they all have the same name basically yeah just like yeah a- angmar stone fist <laughs> every single dwarf in um in warcraft is named kaza doom basically <laughs> or, or the dwarves in um, Elder Scrolls, which are like, okay, I like the weird guys. I like the dwarf language from Tolkien, but can we take out the vowels? <laughs> we don't need those because dwarf stuff. The dwarves in Elder Scrolls are fucking rad as shit until uh, the last ten years of Elder Scrolls. You mean Skyrim? Yeah, <laughs> I mean Skyrim. <laughs> what? What's in Skyrim? Uh, I don't know. I just think that they've defanged a lot of the cool lore across all of Tamriel. That's just true. Like yeah. they they had to sn- famously when they're making Morrowind, they're like sneaking it behind Todd's back. <laughs> <laughs> that entire game was with them fucking over Todd Howard and putting in a cool thing that he didn't want. Yeah, Morrowind's a cool game, and then everything since then. I like a lot of the games since then, but they've they've taken out all the stuff I like story wise, lore wise, not story wise. I don't care about the story. Well, story. <laughs> Warcraft lore is uh, well, worse than that. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> but Warcraft lore has the advantage of using the word planet several times. There's like other no, planets. no, 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 because th- that that means there's like seven different cosmic civil wars happening in the background over the time of World of Warcraft. This no, is fine. Not, not better. This I, is fine. not better. I've told you. I I'm sure I've told you this. So I one of the first games I had for PC was Warcraft Three. I pay, I played that game a lot. I really loved that game. I love the story and the lore and the everything. I went back and played Warcraft Two. Loved that game. And I got fucked because when World of Warcraft came out, I played it for two months. And I was like, I don't, this isn't really my thing. I guess I'm just going to wait for the next like strategy game to come out. And they never made owned, another one again. Owned. You got so owned. You got fucking destroyed. Oh, my God. This is like you being one of the people who's like, what? So... So Bioware is saying that Old Republic is not just KOTOR 3, it's KOTOR <laughs> 3 through 8? <laughs> yeah. It's literally exactly that. <laughs> like, <laughs> I hate the Warcraft and, by extension, Warhammer like fantasy designs. Oh, I yeah. Hate the Warcraft one is worse. But the, I'm not a big fan of the Warhammer vision of it either. I have a nostalgic affection for, like, Warcraft and, like, the way that it draws orcs or whatever. 
but like uh, hideous, ugly. I, it is. It is purely because I grew up with it. If I came to it for the first time now, like I, you know, seeing Warhammer for the first time when I was like, you know, fifteen, I was like, this is hideous. What the fuck is this? <laughs> I mean, it's hideous on purpose, but yes. Yeah. I hate, uh, I also don't. I hate the cultural movement that orcs are green. Yeah, especially lime green. It's weird. They don't have to be huge like that. Mm-hmm. They're not like big guys. They're just other guys. Yeah. I'm with you. I like when they're pigs. That's fun. Don't let me tell you about World of Warcraft. Those aren't pigs. But they have some pig-like features sometimes. Name one green pig. They get tusks. The orcs do. You want to know <laughs> where I first saw tusked orcs? Hmm. Dungeons and Dragons. I don't know anything about that, as established on Pop Town yesterday. That's true. Are moblins supposed to be based on orcs? This is my question. If somebody doesn't care moblins? about dungeons. Let me look. They're from Zelda Zelda. They're, yes. they're like. Oh, right. I I mean, they're the weird pig guys. Yeah, they are the pig guys. They are a cla- these classic Zelda enemy. Oh, yeah. These are the... I like these guys best in Wind Waker, but um, these guys are really cool in um, Breath of the Wild. Well, yeah, they literally have a new design basically every game, but I was thinking specifically of The Legend of Zelda. Maybe you've so heard of it, I, where they I are pig guys. I am seeing here yeah. that it is. it comes from uh, a Japanese, like... Like, combination of words for forest okay. and goblin. Okay. Are goblins based on um, orcs? I mean, sometimes. The modern conce- fantasy conception of goblin, the I guess. Yes, many times goblins, I was the thing that yes. blood. My thing is that when I saw uh, moblins in Zelda 1, because famously pissing off M didn't check a manual and so would didn't know like what a Stalfos was called, despite, oh yeah, the skeleton guy from Zelda. Um which, you know, is blasphemy to them who has known this all their lives. It's like not knowing what Goomba is. It's like, what the yeah. fuck is wrong with you? Well, I, I thought the, the Moblins were dogs for ages. Because <laughs> they just look like They bulldogs. do have, they are jowly in exactly the same way like a bulldog is. You yeah, are not wrong about this. You know what? I've tried to, I've tried to play Zelda 1 like twice in my life and both times got like 20 minutes in and quit. I should try reading the manual one of these days. <laughs> Yes. Any game made before 1997, you should read the fucking manual. Well, I mean, it was this that started me always 100% of the time doing that. You so. should read the manual, and then games from like 1997 to 2007, you should just look at game facts because they expected yes. you to do that. <laughs> yeah, God, basically. The, the Ocarina of Time 3D Moblins are so fucking funny. I like those uh, little guys. It's the, yeah, the, the big giant guys who roam the forest Arr, maze. Yeah. Look at me, I'm a moblin. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> Um, I don't like what wind, uh, not wind, uh, Breath of the Wild did to them. I don't like the Breath of the Wild designs. I do. Or the I weird like lanky them. guys. Yes. I like them, but I didn't recognize them as moblins for a little while. Oh, the the Ocarina of Time moblins are definitely dogs. Because yeah, the the, um, the default v- enemy in uh, Breath of the Wild switched the Boko Blins, which I don't know where the fuck they came from, but Wind yeah. Waker. Oh, is oh, right. I guess the, they are from oh, Wind Waker. They are. Yeah. Yeah. They are. Love or Skyward guys. Sword. I don't know. One of those. Well, yeah, they're, no, they're in Wind Waker. Buckle Blades are in Wind Waker, yeah. When you needed smaller little guys. There you go. Oh, yeah. The little pirate-looking guy. Yeah, he kind of mm-hmm. looks like a pirate. 
Uh, do we have any like closing Silmarillion thoughts now that we finished the book? We finished the book a week ago, but yes, it was good. I still like the Silmarillion. Good book. I had a good time. I'm glad. I know I we weren't like barreling over it in the way that we were for Lord of the Rings because we're heathens. But uh, <laughs> it's also not as good as the Lord of the Rings. I will say that it's not as good as Lord of the Rings. I'll say that as well. I wish Lord but of the Rings is not as good, good as The Hobbit. So that what Lord are you Rings out of your goddamn mind? <laughs> both, of these, both of these books are better than The Hobbit. I will, I will say that for sure. I've got both middle fingers up. I'm walking backwards into hell. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Live I, your life, I guess. I guess my ranking would go Lord of the Rings, The Hobbit, Silmarillion. I guess my ranking would be the first half of Fellowship, then The Hobbit, then Lord of the Fuck Rings. Off. Then the. Lord of the <laughs> I, I can't abide your, like, fellowship is the best part of Lord of the Rings thing. Because, like, I think the That's Two crazy Towers... crazy talk. The Two Towers is one of the best fucking books ever written. I fucking love that shit. I uh, eat that shit I think shit Return up. of the King is the best book. I think oh, yeah, Two Return Towers is the, the best movie. Uh, Two Towers is definitely the best movie, I think. We'll Fellowship's the best movie, by a mile. Like, that one's just... That one's, that one's close close book. <laughs> um, but, um... For me, for me, the ranking is Other the Rings. Very close second for the Silmarillion because I just like this sort of fiction. These books got me into that kind of like, you know, classical literature. I understand it's like not as fun to read, but the ideas in it are just spicy in the way that like mm. The Hobbit's not going to give you. <laughs> yeah, I found I found the Silmarillion very challenging. But now that we've we've done it, I'm like, ah, there was a lot that I got out of that. You know, I'm like mm -hmm. glad I ate my vegetables. Okay, that's that's all great, and you're all going to heaven. Yeah, good job. But I want to read about a little adventure with 14 little dudes. They get in those barrels. They get in those barrels. It's fine. I like The Hobbit's fine. I just don't have like a strong affection for it. It's a good time. I enjoy yeah, it. Good the dragon. What? That guy shoots the dragon with his arrow? That yeah. bit's fucking cool. Bilbo I'm just I'm just a classics uh, fucker. That's all it is, you know. <laughs> uh, I didn't. I got a um, an audiobook of the Odyssey, and I didn't get past the three hour introduction to the Odyssey. That was not oh, part the of Odyssey the Odyssey. Is so fucking good. The Odyssey's so fucking good. Because Wait, like, why? It was why? full. It was like a full spoiler, like introduction to the concept. Yeah, you of should the skip Odyssey. that. Just skip it. Just skip and that. So skip I it. always I skip just those. Got the whole story, and I was like, oh, okay, later. You know what's funny <laughs> is I always skip stuff like that. Like ever since I was young, and I remember the first time I tried reading Lord of the Rings when I was like twelve ish and had just read The Hobbit. You know, maybe a little younger. I skipped, like, on Hobbits, basically. And my dad had to be like, no, 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 you have to read the bit about the history of the Hobbits. Pipeweed. <laughs> you got to learn about Pipeweed. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to read Lord of the Rings until I read The Hobbit. And my parents didn't care about fantasy shit. They just they knew about that release the Hobbit, order? They just knew that The Hobbit was the first book. So when the movie trailer came out and I was like, oh, that's cool. My parents were like, you got to read The Hobbit. And then I was like... Well, now this MF named Bilbo. I I remember. When, hang on, let's go back. When you said not allowed, they told me I mean... had to read The Hobbit. Yeah, but if you said no, <laughs> would they actually have stopped you? I don't know. I did what I was told. <laughs> I know you lived in a cult, so the lines are blurred <laughs> on, on decision making. I had a a similar experience where my dad took me to see the first movie. 
Um, I was like six, and so I thought it was scary. <laughs> and so my dad was like, well, here, go read The Hobbit. Like, I don't know if it was like right after the movie or if it was like a year or two later when the other movies were coming out. Um, like, here, this is for kids more than, you know, the movie we watched. I remember that by the time the third movie started being advertised, I had read Lord of the Rings several times. And I was so excited because I had been disappointed that, like, they changed some of the stuff and, like, put this from the start of this book at the end of this book or vice versa. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, Shelob is in this one. Mm -hmm. So. <sighs> um, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. We didn't solicit any questions. Maybe we should do, like, a question episode at some point, but I don't know. We also got to figure out when, we're, when, how we're doing Mordor movie night. That's kind of... Yeah. Know, that will happen. So it's up in the air. Uh, announcement is all of our schedules got fucked. Well, Nora's schedule got fucked, and now we're all... My schedule is the same as it's ever been, but yes, things have been a little weird. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so we don't know when we're coming back, but we do plan to Mordor movie night. Yes. Nora... Probably sooner rather than later, but yes. Yes. Nora's work schedule... They say is only temporarily fucked, but who mm -hmm. knows? We lost half our workforce. Yeah, in one week. So yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, they should pay you more. Yeah, they should. Anyway, um, we can we could keep rambling on about whatever, but we should do plugs because I know M has to leave soon. M, where could people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at EM underscore being. You can find all the podcasts me and Jackson do at normalmapping.com. You know what? Actually, I'm not going to plug any of those. They're good. You should listen to them, obviously. But if you want more me and Jackson muddling haphazardly through a literature classic <laughs> on Scanline Media, we did this kind of the same thing with the Romance of the Three Kingdoms, which is also a good time. It's called Romance of the Two Networks. I don't have a URL for that, but if you just search Scanline Media, Romance of the Two Networks, I'm sure it'll come up. Um, that was some time ago at this point, but yeah. also good. Yes. What, what would be the next time I'm roped into reading classical literature a uh, little bit a week? Who can say? Who can I don't say? Know. What, what book would that be? I don't know. Bale. I don't know. I want to read Lamort to Arthur, but I don't think I want to turn to a podcast, but I've been itching for some Arthuriana. Um, I've been wanting to read like Arthur stuff too, since uh, watching Excalibur and I was leaning more toward the once in future King, but like, we could just yeah. If you want to be a modernist about it, sure, we could read once the future. King. I mean, <laughs> as we established, I went on Audible and I purchased <laughs> the Once and Future King, and I got a fifty-hour audiobook, and I will listen to that. Okay, well. I told you. I told you the funny story about this, right? Is that I I I downloaded that and I started it, and I heard the narrator's voice for like twenty minutes. I was like. This is too British. I gotta turn this shit off. <laughs> <laughs> it was so British, I couldn't handle it. We're normal. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know well, if I believe that. Where can people find you being normal online, Jackson? Uh, you can find me at HeadfallsOff on Twitter.com, and you can find the podcast that I do with uh, M at abnormalmapping.com. I already Support said that. I literally said that. Slash Fuck off. I'm doing the thing. Uh, <laughs> Patreon.com slash normalmapping if you want to support us for the Great Gundam Project. $1 a month. It's good. It's a good podcast. We're watching Digimon right now. Nora. What? Where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at NeitherNora. Find stuff I've done at norablake.online. You can find me on other podcasts on the Export Audio uh, podcast network at exportodd.io 
You can also find me on Journal Updated over at Abnormal Mapping, where Molly and I play video games. You know about that already. I should get back to Sekiro, but I'm almost done with Celastic Crown of the Magister, so I should probably <laughs> finish that up first, and then I can play Sekiro. Nora getting halfway into the journal game and then diverting to play some other bullshit for 40 hours is a proud tradition. It's not 40 hours, probably. It's, it feels more like 20 yeah. You've, you've got a long way to go in Sekiro. And I don't mean in terms of amount of video game left. I mean in terms of the hardest bosses that I've ever made do you have to defeat before next week. I beat that guy. I think you're going to be fine. I just think it's always funny when you're like, ooh, I started the journal game and then I started playing Conan Exiles. Well, I always start it like the day before the month starts because yeah. I want to like get some progress in because I know I'll get... Distracted that, this is not, I have no problems with your process no, normally. Not. I think it's how Nora works. I'm just saying I don't think I could beat Souls bosses if I, in my head, knew I had a deadline that was too, like, touch and go there. But also... I need the ability to walk away and know that I can take my... Like, if, 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 if I'm fighting a Souls boss, I have to know mentally that I can just not beat it tonight, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. The reason that, like, when I picked... Sekiro for the podcast one one of the reasons was it's really hard and I'm never going to actually like devote myself to playing it on my own you need the deadline I need the deadline but also if I don't finish it I've seen that game I have watched that game be played hours upon hours of time of mm-hmm. time of that like thing you- that I said the sentence got away from me but I know that game pretty well, and I've played a good chunk of it now. Yeah. And, like, if I don't beat the last guy, like, I'm not going to be heartbroken about it, and it's not really going to change the podcast that much. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah. You've, you've given it the shot, mm-hmm. which is all that matters. I've been parrying anyway. guys. It doesn't matter which guys I'm parrying. I'm watching the time tick up, and I feel like we need to formally allow M to end the Skype call. <laughs> uh, I, Yeah, I got, like, two more minutes. Okay. You can keep going if you want. That's that's fine. And what do you think I about know, Sekiro? Uh, I played a little bit of it. Um, I got to the the first big, probably the first big boss, the big fucker in front of the gate. Uh huh. No, um, not the first big boss. Okay. Well, I got to that and I beat that guy, and then I was like, I just don't like Souls games that much, and then I stopped playing it, and that's all. That's as far as it got. What do you think the uh, first boss is? That's the first real boss. No, that's the guy right out. That's the guy right out. That's not a boss. He has a health bar. He's like a sub-boss. I, guess, I, I would consider Lady Butterfly inside to be more of a boss than him. He's like a mid-boss. Oh, I thought they meant the ogre. He's you mean a, the... He's, he's, um, there's, there's like, there's like, it's like, there's like a big flaming gate and there's like 10 people and then a big fuck-off guy who drinks oh, yeah, a lot. That's right, the that's right outside the butterfly, yeah. The, with yeah. the drink, yeah. Yes, okay. I, also, I did that and then I was like, I don't want to do this ever again. And I stopped. That was a, I, I, I got stuck on that guy the last time I tried to play Sekiro until this time I beat him. I um, beat him and then I was like, got frustrated and stopped. But then I came back and just beat the Lady Butterfly to prove that I could. And then quit again. I'll, I'll start again from the beginning, like in two years when I actually play it. But uh, it was very cool beating that boss. I bashed I, my head against yeah. that boss for hours the last time I played at launch. And then this time I beat him first try. So who knows? <laughs> okay, goodbye. I'm leaving now. You can keep going. Uh, thanks, goodbye. everyone, for listening. Goodbye. Bye, Em. Em is on the boat, and it's getting wider and wider as the light gets brighter. Will they? Will and they oh, jump look, off? a big portal opens because <laughs> it's a big fucking portal now. Yeah, finally, Em's gone. We could talk about rings of power. <laughs> the rings of power. <laughs> We've only watched one episode, though.
Jason. I've watched one, one. No, no, no. I've watched one episode, and I have got. Let's see how many minutes into episode two I got before turning it off. <laughs> I have forty-six minutes left, and it's a sixty-seven-minute file. So I got about twenty minutes in before going. Fuck this. I will say that I liked it better than House of the Dragon. That's not what you said when we were watching those shows. You said House of the Dragon. You wanted to watch more House of the Dragon. Uh, I wanted to hate watch more House of the Dragon. <laughs> That's not what you said after we watched I was... Uh, Rings of Power what? was boring, and I was getting hung up on lore too much. Uh, of like, oh, Rings of Power is so bad for lore. It'll make you so mad if you think about it. Yeah, I was like, so when is this taking place? So why are these characters here? You know... I, I wished there had been, like, a, like, more of a prologue or something, you know, to situate it in time so that I could stop having to ask all these questions because it just wasn't going to give me answers. And when it gave me answers, I found them unsatisfactory. <laughs> I'm also curious whether this is in the Lord of the Rings it's not. It's not. canon it's not. of the film. No, they no. do not have the they do not have I the film know, rights, and they really matter. don't want you to know that. But are they making decisions that are congruent with changes yes. made in the film? Fundamentally, versions? this is fanfic for the films, like on some level. Yeah, because they don't quite have the. Fi- it's the um, Sierra the Hobbit game for. Yeah, <laughs> so what I'm saying is that like. The Scott Pilgrim video game and the Scott Pilgrim film are two different adaptations of the same comic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the Scott Pilgrim so video game is pulling from the comic, has the art style of the comic. This is like, it looks like the movies. They want you to not think about it and assume that it's in canon with the Lord of the Rings movies. That's just what they think. They've got Howard Shaw doing the fucking music for the title sequence. Right. That's not a person whose name I know. He did the music for Are Lord of the Rings. Are you kidding? He did the music for Lord of the Rings. That's him. He did the music from Lord of the Rings. I had several friends in high school who would just put that CD on when we were driving to go hang out at the Taco Bell or the Panda Express after our writers' club. So, one of the things that was bothering me about this, also, besides like the whole girl boss Galadriel thing um, that I found silly. Is that, like, the actor playing Elrond, I think, constantly is su- trying to, like, smile, like, ah, I am pondering, and I'm smiling. But he looks smug constantly, and I wanted to punch him. <laughs> I don't know that Galadriel is girl boss. You She's doing be- Zero Dark Thirty. She's absolutely girl boss. She is doing Zero Dark Thirty. What does that, that mean? That is... <laughs> She's, doing zero- She's doing Zero Dark Thirty to Sauron. That's the whole plot of the show. Zero Dark Thirty. Zero Dark Thirty is the movie about <laughs> the woman who was hunting um, Osama bin Laden and like devoted to it when Chris the government. Pratt. Were... Chris Pratt is in like <laughs> twenty minutes of a two and a half hour movie. Okay, I, don't, I didn't see the film. Zero, <laughs> zero. Okay, Zero Dark Thirty. It's all about like, oh, she's so driven to find bin Laden, and all these government bureaucrats don't care, but she's you know out here like fighting evil by by finding bin laden and she's doing torture and does that make her bad well we can't really ask those questions because bin laden is worse than doing torture Our, and that is 100% like what galadriel is doing Are trolls inherently evil also can the wind be evil <laughs> yes 
<laughs> that literally in Lord of the Rings there are foul winds. That's true. <laughs> I think at least in Rings of Power, I'm not going to speak to like um the legendarium, let's say, but in Rings of Power, I think trolls are just evil. Okay. Sure. I also used to think that trolls were ants. Why did you think that? They're both big. All right. <laughs> Where have all the troll wives gone? <laughs> I'm a Where troll. are all the gods? <laughs> uh, um, I'm trying to think of more Rings of Power thoughts, and honestly... I didn't actually mean to transition to a Rings of Power discussion. Well, no, I'm not trying to, you know, discuss Rings of Power. We didn't bring notes or anything. I'm just trying to think of anything else I thought about it. And I just thought it was kind of boring, and I don't really remember much, to be honest. Yeah, so, no, it wasn't very good. My main memory was getting really, really mad that uh, the High King of the Elves was sending Galadriel to the um, uh, to the West as like a political punishment. Yeah, uh, like, what like a that's weird... not that's not how that fucking works. You can't like it framed him as using traveling to the West well, like it was uh, like oh, I'm secretly using this as a is a praise, but it's to kill my unhelpful enemies. I mean, I, I, like, I was going to say, they, historically, people have used sending people to heaven as a political tool. In that's, a way. Not what, <laughs> that's not what. But this isn't history. This is not how it works in Lord of the Rings. Also, they don't say who fucking Gladriel's dad is. They mentioned her brother, but they don't like mention like they they frame her like she's just like a lieutenant in this fucking army. <laughs> it's weird to me that the elves have like a standing army like this. Why? We just read a whole book about elves having big armies that are constantly on the watch for evil. I guess I just don't think but of they. They don't say that the, when they're when they're talking about her and Elrond and, and the king are talking about her. They're not like you know her dad's Finarfin, right? You know, <laughs> like no, no one brings that fucking up. <laughs> I don't know. It's all weird. It's just weird. I don't care for it. Bad show. Boring show. What if there's a sick sword fight later? Won't you be sorry? No. I will not be. What if Sauron is there and he does a cool thing? What if he turns into a dog? Here's the thing, is that the night that we watched Rings of Power, and the night that we watched House of the Dragon, the next day I thought, oh, I want to hate watch more of that. And then the day after, fell out of my memory. I totally forgot that that was stuff that we did at all. And I have no interest in we pursuing We were really busy further. for a week, is the thing. We had a busy fucking week. Yeah. We had a fucking busy we week. We should watch more House of the Dragon, though. Nah. No, you don't... I, I, I went and read some of the House of the Dragon, like, book they're pulling from. Um, there's I, a book? That show's not gonna be good. Because it's a book. Did did Martin write it? Yes. Yeah. What? Yes. He's written a bunch of prequels to what? Game of Thrones. <laughs> this is, he wrote an entire... His next book? He wrote a history. He wrote an entire history of the Targaryen house, uh, and that's what they're pulling from from this. But the thing is, the history is like an in-universe thing um, that just like is. You know what? It sounds like one of those. It, it's written like one of those history podcasts that like tells you what's happening and then says this source says this and this source says this. Uh, okay. And, and tries to spin it into a more digestible narrative. Um, which is why in Rings of uh, not Ring, in Half of the Dragon, all the characters are really kind of weak because, mm. in, as drawn in the book, they're all like 
wide view they wanted this and we're going for the throne and this whereas it's drawn in game of thrones they have like actual how a lot of writing about how they interact with people on a day-to-day basis right whereas like what the writing is about uh the master of ships is like he he liked ships and he traveled around the world and he got very rich uh right. so i think it's a much much drier and less interesting show uh and it operates on a way too big scale I, I i think it's a really weird adaptational choice to do that um Weird. Are they still yeah, doing I, I, didn't, a I didn't really Snow like it much. Supposedly, Supposedly, maybe. What is, what is that? Oh. I remember <laughs> that they announced it, and then I remember that there was some production hiccup, like a showrunner left the show or something. I don't think they ever announced it. I think it was just in in the ether of the millions of um, shows that they like at one point there was like six different game of shows they had in game of thrones shows they had in development i don't think the johnson ones got past that phase it hasn't been formally greenlit it's just one of the ones they are potentially working on Andor. oh i can't believe i'm gonna watch Andor. i've been so annoyed about this since the trailer hit you know what's funny is i was gonna watch Andor because i really like uh cassie and Andor in that movie i think he's really fun and cool yeah and then I have been watching so many Disney Star Wars shows that I, like, was broken of, like, I'm not fucking watching Andor. Meanwhile, you, fool, who has not watched all the Disney Star Wars shows, are like, oh, I'm going to watch that's Andor. That's my smartest decision. That's my smartest decision, <laughs> is not watching the Disney Star Wars but shows. But now I you even set yourself up to be disappointed by a different show that I will not be disappointed by. I have, like, found out that Rogue One, like, there are Rogue One haters out there. Why? Well, there's, there's haters for anything. What's those people's there are problem? People who just think Rogue One is bad, I guess. Why? What's wrong with that movie? It's even if I didn't like it, I would be like, ah, oh, I guess it was another one of those Star Wars. That's what I want from Star Wars, and that's what they failed to deliver with the sequel trilogy: yeah. is another space adventure. Yeah. <sighs> the the thing the problem is, and here's the thing that like I will uh. Uh, that'll happen to me with um, Andor is I, I'm going to enjoy it. I, I'm like, oh yeah, the, the guys in rooms doing like we must. Uh, uh, the the council must never know about this, um, or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's Star Wars, so it doesn't like uh, this, the the grand plot still has to be the big evil dipshit on top of the throne uh, <laughs> is is scheming with the guy in the hat to uh, make the the lightning guys take over the universe. Um, <laughs> And the the like seven year old kid is their only hope. That's that is the plot of Star Wars. It can't not be the plot of Star Wars. You think they're ever gonna pull the ripcord and introduce the Yuzhen Vong? You think they're ever just gonna No <laughs> Yes, because I think they're just gonna make both they're either going to make new Star Wars Legends content, or they're just going to fold both of them together again. They are going to do neither of those things. Are you mad? Are you crazy? No one cares about the Yuzhen Vong. I think it would be really funny I'm if they not, made more. I'm not saying that they're going to specifically single out the Yuz and Vong. I'm saying that they're going to make more old Star Wars. I'm saying that like they've all, the entire modern canon has already been picking and choosing and folding and stuff from the EU in really stupid ways. Uh, I just think they just continue this down this line. Do you think forever. they ever introduce the phase terminology to Star Wars? You know, MCU Phase 5. Do you think we ever get Star Wars? They phase? did. It's called did the they? Skywalker Saga. Oh, God, you're right. The High Republic. What are you talking oh, about? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, we got the, the Skywalker Saga, the Old Republic. High the Republic. High Republic. It's different. 
Come on. The High Republic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> These are legally you know distinct. It, you know why they call it the High Republic. <laughs> it's not for the sales. <laughs> it's because they're smoking weed. <laughs> Points at the chalkboard. <laughs> weed. Spice. 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 <laughs> Welcome to Spice 3. <laughs> M's gonna be so fucking mad. <laughs> Are you sure when they load they're not up just this... going to be relieved that they weren't here to hear us talk about Star Wars? <laughs> we always fucking talk about Star Wars when it's us three, for some reason. For some reason. None of us even like Star Wars anymore. You like Star Wars. That's not true. Nora still likes Star Wars. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> Despite everything they've done to it. Now my question. Uh-huh. Do you think yeah. that Rings of Power slash House of the Dragon will be better or worse than the Disney Plus Aragon series? Uh, I, I, I don't think the Disney Plus Aragon series is going to be good. I'm, I'll tell you that. I'll pro- it's probably better than... Both are probably better than that. I think there's a potential for the Air- Disney Aragon series to be stupid, but I don't think they will seize that potential. I don't think it's going to be silly. I think they're going to try and like make... They're going to like specifically have a chip on their shoulder because of the movie. They should get back every single actor from the movie. I wish. They should get back... <laughs> he suffers without his stone. <laughs> I, I know that they're not, and like they're probably just going to like cast new people I've never heard of for everything. But like, uh, I was listening to an old... Um, uh, a repertory screenings where you were like picking two actors to like recur in a, in things you wanted to make, and I was just thinking about having Michael Shannon and Jeremy Irons in a <laughs> Erica. I think would be really fun. What if they got Jeremy Irons to play Galbatorix this time? That well, you see, here's the thing. Okay, Jeremy Irons is rather old now. Uh huh. And the Not thing about old. Dragon Riders is that they don't age nearly as much. So Galbatorix is not... Eh. You, you bend the rules a the little real bit. Thi- the real thing is that this is going to be a, a show that lasts however long, five seasons. And it's, a, it's a, like a modern show, right? And it can't. So they can't do the thing where they're ripping Lord of the Rings and trying to do very expensive dragon effects so they have to try to make it like a modern i guess cw influence like relationship drama in effect like it has to be they have to lean into the yanus well, of it right like the, it. Ah. so jeremy irons is 73 there is yeah. a alluded to plot in those books that takes place during the time just before Aragon is born, where his mother is like a super spy married to the Darth Vader. What if Padme was married to Darth Vader and also like a spy and well, like killed people? Uh, all of that does happen, I guess, if you think but about it. But then he gets cucked by Obi-Wan. That doesn't happen. That also, I mean... I well, Darth Vader thinks that happens. <laughs> anyway, I could definitely see someone making a TV show version of Aragon going like, oh, we'll just do The Witcher, and we'll have two different time frames so that we can tell this story and like shine a light on these characters, because then you get some some sort of like intrigue, some like mo- some guys moving around deceiving each other saying what would you have me do etc while also having you know that complemented by in the modern day of the of the series having the aragon like coming of age but like a lot of that first book is travel so that's a dead air imagine for a moment 
that you are <coughs> Palinini's agent. Okay. And you are pitching various networks. Netflix, HBO Max, Disney Plus, The CW. You're pitching all these people an Aragon show. Who... Who do you, as a fan of Palini's work, want to pick that up? Do you want a so Disney we're Plus passing show? Passing over the fact that Disney owns, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the actual like rights to, yeah, this. like, do you want the Disney Plus show or do you want the like Netflix or like what is like what is your ideal? Netflix is going to get canceled instantly. Yeah, so that shit's not making it past eldest for sure. Disney Plus is fine. They've got a million things. They've got Frozen on there. And Frozen alone would finance an entire Aragon series. Well, that's sure. not how it works, and you know it. <laughs> I just mean that, like, I just Which mean like to- the house totally. Style. Yeah, what's the style you're looking for in the Aragon series? I, I mean, I don't want it to be like The Mandalorian. Obviously. Okay. Do you want it to be like The Witcher, or do you want it to be something else? The Witcher. The Witcher. <laughs> The Witcher. What's the other option? Like, what is the HBO version of this? Um, Titans. Titans was on Aragon. TV. Yeah. Was Titans on TV though? Yes. Barely. Like it went. No, it was back and forth between various streaming services. Uh, anyway, the, just ignore the specifics of the like logistics part. What do you want from the arrogant show, Nora? Yeah. Answer the fucking question. Yeah, I want to have a good time. I want it to be good. <laughs> what do you want from me? It's not written to be like edgy. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it's weird. The tone does shift pretty drastically because it changes. Each book is different because the the author is like a, a ch- fucking eight year old. <laughs> well, the first book got like six editors on it. Because his parents owned the publishing company and were like, okay, we're going to put this book out. Right. The second one instantly hits you with like some real like late teens atheism, like what is the meaning of life shit uh-huh. that is gone by the end of the series. Because by the fourth book, Paolini has become an MCU fan. <laughs> God. It's really funny to watch the tone progress through the series. <laughs> so like... So basically, they should just get the rooster teeth to do it. It should just be Ruby. That'd be pretty. That would be pretty sick. <laughs> That'd be pretty sick. Maybe, I mean, honestly, be, but... if uh, the thing that I would really, what are you doing? I'm just playing with a sharpie. Don't worry about it. Uh, the the honestly, like as with most things that when I think about like an adaptation of a book I like, I would want it to be animated. Yeah. Sure. I don't think that the Disney Plus show for Aragon will be animated, but... Well, it'll be animated in the way that all Disney things are animated now. <laughs> it'll be shot in Unreal Engine. <laughs> but, like, I also think this about Elric. Sure. Which is not something that they would want to do in animation, because still people would think, oh, it's a cartoon or whatever. There's, like, you can't have, and you murder. You can't have and... sex and drugs in a, in a cartoon. Yeah. Even if they got, like, the best animation... Even if they <laughs> shut up, <laughs> even if they got the best anime studio on the planet to uh, lavishly uh, animate a four book adaptation of Aragon, would it be good? I mean, I don't need it to be animated. Just animated. Sure, but... I'm, I'm just talking about like they, they really spend the money. It's beautiful. It's animated. It just looks incredible. Uh, but it's still telling the story of Aragon. <laughs> so is it is it good? Yeah, I think it could be good. Okay. 
Okay. okay. I, I think that, like, all of my problems with the actual, like, plot of Aragon are mainly things that are solved by knowing where the story's going mm. and, like, being able to sprinkle things at the beginning that should have been hinted at before. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, so, I don't know. It's a perfectly fine book, and I like it. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. It has that weird, like, language magic stuff that I don't know how really to represent the like psychic battles in that book visually with live action so animation would have like fit better to me because <sighs> the wizard duels in Aragon are, are for, from the outside just two people staring at each other until one of them explodes because it's all mental that's how I podcast. <laughs> <laughs> With the veiny guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I should read that semi-sequel short story collection. Theoretically, he's writing a, a fifth book set in this setting, but we'll see. What's he up to these days? The fucking well, the fractal verse. Yes, the fractal verse. He he made uh, he he wrote that. This is his Mass Effect. Yeah, he wrote that Mass Effect. Um, to, to sleep in a sea of stars, which is totally fine. I was annoyed with it, so I gave it like two stars on Goodreads. But it's actually like, get his ass. Fine. <laughs> no, that's the thing that would make a TV show. I gotta figure out what I'm rating the Silmarillion on Goodreads. I stopped putting things in Goodreads because I feel so much better. Oh, I like watching the number go up. I know, but I put all my manga in um, Annie List now, and like that was the thing that was annoying me about Goodreads is that uh, like keeping track of all my books, read and comic books and manga was so fucking annoying. So uh, now I'd have to do that, <clears throat> and I, I don't worry about Goodreads anymore. I know a couple people who feel like ah, uh, I don't like the Goodreads like counts. You know, right now I'm reading it, the thousand page like doorstopper. Uh, and people like people get annoyed that like it counts the same to Goodreads as like a volume of Naruto that I read in thirty minutes. While I, I do wish the Goodreads could like account for serials or those one entry, that's mostly for like just cleanliness and data reasons. Yeah, it's not like like. It's not a competition. You're not you're not trying to see who can win Goodreads. It doesn't like make it less valuable to read because it doesn't count for the same Goodreads That's points. That's kind of how I feel. It's like I wish that when I looked at I like using Goodreads cuz if I don't log that I've read stuff, I'll forget. You just but forget? I, yeah. I wish that like when I logged all of Berserk, I could then hit a like collapse button and it would just show me like Yes. You read Berserk. Absolutely. You know. You're Berserk, you nerd. <laughs> the issue I ran into when I um, was reading Fist of the North Star on this app that was just like, here's all of it, just read it. And I was like, okay, I'm five. Oh, okay. So after the third volume, <clears throat> we lost the new, the the fancy new prints. And now it's just. They're up, to, they're up to volume five of those now. Now it's just scanlations, and I don't know when a volume starts. Or yeah. Stops. The I worst part is they're, they're uneven. They're uneven. The new, the new ones have a different amount of chapters per than the old ones. Uh, you, you, that one is just a particularly annoying one. Uh, I have the one you're reading. I this with Rosa Versailles, though, too, and it's annoying. 
Oh yeah, because the the fi- the five hardback volumes are not the same as the actual like tankabons. Yeah, those are basically yeah. the same story, right? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, nope. Fist of the North nope. Star and Rosa Versailles basically the same. Yeah, okay. I love the Fist of the North Star is the manga you decided to go in on, Nora. I don't. I can't explain it. <laughs> <laughs> Kenshiro's a cool guy. <laughs> he is, is that a cool a... guy? <laughs> he is a cool guy. He's so cool. He's so strong. It's probably at least a little bit uh, because of. That I liked that live-action movie. <laughs> Nora, I need to ask you a question that I can't ask, you know, when Jackson hasn't seen Dragon Ball Z. I have obviously seen Dragon Ball Z, but I'm, like, gonna relax about it. You think Kenshiro, whatever, you think Kenshiro whatever could take Vegeta to, to fight? Vegeta? Yeah. I'm not gonna ask about Goku. That's, like, a different Are question. Are you saying Saiyan Arc Vegeta? I'm saying... Saiyan Arc Vegeta, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Uh, Namek Arc Vegeta. It's there's tricky. surely there's no surely there is no time in in, in any point of any arc <laughs> that Kenshiro can beat Vegeta because Vegeta has beams. <laughs> I'm, I'm just <laughs> saying, the Gallic gun. There are characters in Fist of the North Star with projectile martial arts. <laughs> Not they, beams. They, they may have. <laughs> they may have projectile, not martial arts. But Vegeta has beams and weapon. <laughs> Fist and North Star is still a heightened manga about a guy who's really good at martial arts. <sighs> Goku and Vegeta have soul beams. I feel like he have a better chance of beating Majin Buu than Vegeta. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not. That's literally not how the scale works. <laughs> I know, but um, I don't know if it, pre Dragon Ball Z Vegeta probably like if he he was not in the show before. Oh, you mean before? Okay, I see. What you I'm mean. T- saying the the redhead Vegeta he could probably take. <laughs> That's a t- I know what you mean, but that is not correct. That is a different character, kind of. But if he encountered Vegeta when he was out and about doing warmongering, <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah, okay. But you think by the cell side, you think he could not take Super Saiyan Vegeta. I, he couldn't take, like, Saiyan yeah. arc. <laughs> like, I don't know. That's just not... I, th- I just assume that Krillin could beat up Kenshiro. Do you think... Do oh, you, hmm. Do you think that Kenshiro could beat Kid Goku? Like, Kid Goku? Yeah. He wouldn't. That's like the boring answer, right? <laughs> he wouldn't sure. fight a child. Sure, okay, yeah. Fair. Constantly protecting you know who would fight a child? You know who would fight a child? Goku and Vegeta. <laughs> okay, here's a question for you, person who doesn't know DBZ like this. Yeah, go ahead. Do you think please, that, like... Please feel free to not write in and get mad at me about all the things I've got wrong about Dragon Ball. <laughs> Do you think that, like, Vegeta, as he is... Now, like post Dragon Ball Super, you know, do you think that that Vegeta <laughs> could defeat Kid Goku, or do you think You're, that like their struggle is so eternal that at no point in Vegeta's life could he ever defeat Kid Goku? I assume that Vegeta could beat Kid Goku. I have again. I don't. I know a lot of about from Osmosis about Dragon Ball Z just because Emma told me it all. But uh, Emma's told me less about Super because they really want me to watch Super one day. Um, so I don't know about Vegeta's current power state, but I assume the tragedy of Vegeta's existence is that he could always have beaten Goku last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. That's, that's correct. <laughs> You're right there. 
but I don't I don't know if that's true, but that's just that's the vibe I get. Is that he, he could have he like he could have beaten Kakarot, but he's just he just he's just not there. Okay, I, and he just keeps moving ahead. I have come across some revelations from Googling. Could Krillin beat Kenshiro? Okay. <laughs> By the end of Fist of the North Star, uh, Kenshiro can punch 10,000 times a second. <laughs> and it energizes people. So I'm going to say maybe. <laughs> maybe you could take on Curlin. Yup, just fucked. Yup, just fucking dead. <laughs> <sighs> Apparently, Kenshiro can also become intangible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I saw you last night becoming intangible. <laughs> oh. oh my god. <laughs> he can punch 10,000 times a second to become intangible. <laughs> But he's not bulletproof, someone is pointing out. That's oh. what intent. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Being intangible does mean you're bulletproof, I think. You can't he have. Can't, he's not permanently intangible. Apparently, he can become intangible. Well, I was so when, become so when, intangible when I sensed a bullet coming at me. <laughs> <laughs> so when tangible, he can be the shots. <laughs> I guess. He's been shot before. He's shot with arrows before. How does... Okay, does Fist of the North Star have, like, an ending? Or, like... I don't... Yes. yes. It, it hasn't... It's It ends. There's, an, there's a final well, chapter. But, like, is the final chapter of Fist of the North Star that, like, Kenshiro, like, walks into the sunset? Well, you know? at the point... We that, did much... Nora's reading it! The okay. point that I'm <laughs> Famously at, seven volumes fair. in. The point that I'm at... Um, fair. Where there are like four other guys that also learn from the same master as Kenshiro, and we're dealing with that situation. Okay, so, so he's got to go beat all those guys up first. So beyond that, I don't know how long, how much of that is the plot of Fist of the North Star, or if this is like half of it, and then we're going to do something else. You think Kenshiro could sail west? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I don't know. Are I'm you just saying, saying bullshit would they now? Let <laughs> Would they let him in? Probably. <laughs> He's like the most lawful good ever. Yeah, but like, who's who's law? The law of the Valar, because that's what matters here. Because like, there is no lawful law in alignments. Don't refer to literal laws made up by people. It is a. I don't give a shit. I'm asking about Kenshiro the character. <laughs> I understand the D&D stuff. I'm asking a world-building question about the morality of okay. Kenshiro, the character of Fist of the North Star. Ask me a moral, moral question about Kenshiro from Fist of the North Star. What do you mean when you say he's lawful good? His whole deal is that he's constantly just showing up to places, encountering bad guys, and like doing everything he can to like defeat the bad guys while protecting the the weak weaker people that like can't stand up to the bad guys and he like go always goes out of his way to save people and protect people and fight against the, all the evil of the world and he's going to hunt down the people who are using his like martial arts for evil purposes it's really good okay, that he never what, bumps what, what, into a morally gray situation 
Yeah, because like what would Kenshiro do if uh, two guys would like someone tried someone tried to kill someone else uh, because they were in debt due to like tax taxing rules on one of these post-apocalyptic towns. I don't fucking know. But what if you ran against like white collar crime? Like what would Kenshiro don't do? It, what would the ten thousand punches to the second do? <laughs> I mean, if this villain did not accidentally cause their own downfall <laughs> like perhaps by having a really big guy chained up <laughs> um he would probably kill them <laughs> like, what would Kenshiro do about Jeff Bezos who hasn't broken any laws uh he does he does not uh he does not respect unjust laws mm this is a fucking tautology you're saying if, if Kenshiro if Kenshiro believes what is right because the beliefs that Kenshiro holds are right is what you're telling me yes. the morality the morality of the beliefs that Kenshiro holds he is not are verified a as true character the joke of this conversation is that he's just the good guy <laughs> Like, Kenshiro would simply not encounter a morally gray situation. That's true. <laughs> what would Kenshiro do if he was in Psychopaths? I, I don't know anything about Psychopaths. What would the civil system say about Kenshiro's civil level? He has flaws. He's messed up before. Okay. Are they, are they only in manly ways where he was too noble and someone died about it? Uh, well, there was this girl. <laughs> oh. So, yes. <laughs> and there was this other guy who also liked the same girl and was also a martial artist. Is, is... I, have another, I have another question. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. That's possibly more important. Caller, go ahead. How old, how old is Ketchera? <laughs> I'm going to say an answer and then I'm going to look up the real answer. <laughs> okay, how, how old is Ketchera? I'm going to say... I have two guesses, which are 27 or 17, and I can't decide which one to say. I'm going to go with 27. Okay. All Look right. It up. Now, if you would kindly Google <laughs> the answer. 25 to 27 years. Nailed Can you give me a blood type on that bad boy? <laughs> oh, there's, there's probably some good uh, things here. Nope. No blood it's type not, on the wiki. No, no, no. He definitely has a blood type. I, I refuse to believe that he <laughs> oh, doesn't have a blood type. Given... Oh, right. That big list of Kinshiro facts. Oh, right. I forgot about the Kinshiro facts. What is that just on the top yes. 50 secrets? Top 50 secrets from the 1986 magazine Hokuto no Ken special all about the man. Number one, head volume, 59 <laughs> centimeters. <laughs> That's not a measure of volume, but okay. Hearing ability can hear a whisper from two kilometers away. Hey, Kenshiro, they're talking shit. Height, six foot one. That's not true. He is not drunk. He's like, he's, six foot. he's like six foot twelve. Eyesight can see the aura of a living creature in pitch black darkness. Does Kenshiro have the mystic eyes? Well, he has the eyes like, um, not Hinata, who's the guy, Neji. Oh, yeah. Because that's his thing. He does the points. Okay. Okay. Um, kinetic vision can intercept a quick arrow the moment it is shot. Sense it, of smell. How, how, 
How fast is going? When, when is this going to get to Kajira's dick? Now, like, what's on. happening here? Sense of, number six, sense of smell. About as good as a hound. Number seven, <laughs> neck thickness, 45 centimeters. Now, number which eight, neck are we talking? Number eight. <laughs> Bust, 132 centimeters. Number I'll nine, say, arm thickness. I'd bust 132 centimeters if you can punch yourself about 10,000 times a second. Arm thickness, waist, height, hip, reach. Leg thickness, leg length, shoe size, 29 centimeters. Mm. You know what they say about 29 centimeter shoes. <laughs> We're just going to keep making this joke until the official <laughs> story yeah. on Kenshiro tells me how big his dick is. Body characteristics. Index and middle fingers are forged by doing two-finger handstands in order to better pierce vital points. <laughs> Actually, this is more this is less a, a... This is a more serious question about the manga. We're joking about that, but like, is Kenshiro a like, guy who fucks who's really cool because he's a cool man, or is he like so pure about fighting that he never fucks? Which way do they take him? Is he like a is he bastion a of purity? Yes, is he a Conan or a Goku? I mean, I guess he would be closer to a Goku, but not because of his relationship to fighting. Mm. It's just, is, he, is he saving himself for this one dead woman? Uh, unclear, because she hasn't, been, she hasn't really come up in a while. Okay. That first arc is like, wait, like it's over quick. Um, there's a new girl character who's like, wants to fight too but she's not very good at fighting compared to all the guys with supernatural martial arts um and she's really into Kenshiro but I, I think maybe she's gonna be dating someone else I don't think Kenshiro ends up alone though <clears throat> grip unmeasurable <laughs> right please I, I need you to hit me with like these next well um, you skipped over sense of taste and voice which are also very good sense of taste sorry sensi- you just said grip unmeasurable and it just <laughs> broke me sense of taste sensitive enough to detect poisonous food and such <laughs> oh and such okay voice can mimic many sounds including animal cries breathing capacity 8700 cc <laughs> What Rip, can't he do? Arm strength, unmeasurable. Walking ability, unmeasurable. Strength of his back, unmeasurable. Muscle strength can repel the bullet of a small caliber gun when it is strained. I guess he is bulletproof. <laughs> to, to an extent. Leg speed can move 100 meters in 9 seconds in steps. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> it's um, very fast. Fist speed. <laughs> Throws 50 punches in three seconds while performing the 100 crack fist. Now, obviously, <laughs> that is, is significantly less. <laughs> That's true. Uh, punching strength can split a rock that has five meters of thickness. Uh, resistance to poison can endure five times the dose of potassium cyanide required to kill an ordinary man. Well, I'm going to give him six times. <laughs> Fast inconsistence. Body can remain strong for three months without eating. Blood type unknown! <laughs> Blood type unknown. What the hell? Why is Kenshiro built different? Is he like a clone? Is he like he a, is he a weird guy? He has the martial arts. <laughs> but there's no like special reveal about what his nature is, no, as far no. as you know. He's just virtuous and like dedicated. You, if you eat your Wheaties... Okay, then you too can punch 10,000 times a second and become intangible. Favorite weapons. Nunchaku, six-section staffs, throwing knives and such. You want to know what I've Wait. never seen Kenshiro do? Use anything other than his fists? <laughs> well, no, he used that big steel beam one time. <laughs> That's a staff, if you think about it. 
It's an I-beam. <laughs> I Okay, 42, a habit. Cracks his fingers before his That's fight. That's true. 43, talking habit. Unknown because he is too taciturn. 44, That hobby. is a self-talking habit. <laughs> developing new secret techniques. That's his hobby, is developing new secret techniques. Favorite food. There's not much of a room for likes and dislikes at the end of the century or the post-apocalyptic world. Ideal woman, Yuria. <laughs> Yeah, I fucking bet. <laughs> Damn. Those are our Kenshiro facts. We didn't read all 50, but they were less interesting once you got past grip unmeasurable. <laughs> <laughs> well, academic background. Well-versed in the super-specialized education received from Ryu Ken. His specialty is in the fields of Chinese medicines. Clinical history, none. Well, this is all, all, all you could possibly hope to know about Kenshiro. Uh, one last thing is that his favorite clothes are strong leather jeans that allows him to move easily. I would not describe strong leather. <laughs> I would not just say that strong leather jeans <laughs> would be the trousers that would be allowing me to move easily. He's so cool. Are we done here? <laughs> Just, I guess we might be done I'm here. This is Lord of the, the, the Bag End Book Club. <laughs> Are you sure this wasn't any other podcast? <laughs> no, we totally could have ended and done an export and I needed to have one in the can, but we didn't. So, whoops. I'm going to send you a picture of Kenshiro in the Bag well, End Book Club okay. chat. Okay, let me see what you're sending. It's just the classic. There he is. There he is. I've seen this image That's before. That's Kenshiro. Yeah. He's chilling. Yeah. He's chilling. You can find this me on like Twitter. This looks like a man with an <laughs> unmeasurable grip. We've already done that. We've already done that. I never did my plugs. That was... Oh, where can you find you, Ben? <laughs> no, if people could listen to this, to this point, you can find me on Twitter, at a tumble underscore coffee. You know the rest. If you listened to us list Kenshiro facts, you know who we are. <laughs> I can't imagine that I need to plug for you, person who has listened to the final episode of our Silmarillion podcast. Oh, they really got cooking when they started reading Kenshiro facts. <laughs> I hope the next podcast is about Fist of the North Star. <laughs> That's the next piece of classical literature that M's going to podcast about. <laughs> well. Goodbye, everybody. Welcome to Ruin and the Red Dawn. <laughs> so true. I guess read on. Yeah. That's the other podcast. Well, what do you have as a final sign-off? I've already stopped recording. Well... Fuck.